All right, good evening, everyone. Sorry, I just get myself set up real quick. All right, so have you ever been in a situation when you've tried to gain something, but in the process, you've lost something else? So for example, hopefully no one here gambles, but for those who do gamble, they try to gain riches and wealth, but in the process, they lose all their money, they lose their time, and they lose a lot, sometimes ruining their families. So a personal example for me is um, I wanted to, I was called to preach when I was 12, and my whole life I've always wanted to be a pilot. And yeah, uh, past few recent years, I like, chose subjects that I could choose to help me get into piloting, looked at flight schools. But I was trying to gain that, what I wanted, but I was losing God's will for my life. And only like the start of this year did I really realize that and I got pushed back on track. So maybe you guys have had an experience like this. So if you can turn to Mark chapter 8, this is the main passage for tonight. Mark 8, and we'll be uh, starting verse... Uh, verse 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he spake, and he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. And when he had called the people unto him, with the disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. All right, so I just want to like, break this down a little bit. So looking at verse 36, this is the main passage for tonight. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So what shall it profit if... She, if he shall gain the whole world. What, why shouldn't I gain the world? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me trying to do that? So if you turn, turn to Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12, um, I'll be reading, I'll just read verse one real quick while you turn there, just to give a little uh, backstory on it. It says, in the meantime, when they, when, sorry, in the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, they can't even count them, insomuch that they trod one upon another, so they're walking upon each other, like there's no room, he began to say unto his disciples, so he starts, he starts teaching and then he also teaches them. In verse 16, we'll start reading here, uh, the parables here. It says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. 
And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So Jesus here in this passage is teaching on the dangers of coveting. And when we look in the story, we see this man here and he's, he's never satisfied with what he has. He always just wants more. And he says, I'm gonna, I've, got, I've got plenty. And he said, I'm going to build down my barns. So he's just, I'm going to buy myself a better house. I'm going to buy myself nicer clothes, a new car. And all these desires that he had, they were just all empty. They may give him temporary happiness in this time, but they were never true everlasting joy. If you read verse 15, right before Jesus said this parable, he says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. So life should not be all about me, what I want. I should not be trying to gain the world with my life. God never put us here to build up ourselves and give ourselves the best life for ourselves. Now, it's not, it's, never, it's not sin if you have a good life and you have plenty. That's not sin. But if God's blessed you with that, you have to be very careful how you use that, whether for yourself or for God. Our value in life should not come from the things we possess. In verse 21, he said, So is he, speaking of the man in the parable, that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Gaining worldly possessions and living this type of life the man lived does not make you rich in God's eyes. Verse 34, a little bit down, says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So this man, his treasure was in the things he owned, and that's where his heart was. And that's why God called him a fool. So where, what have you put your treasure in? If you treasure riches and worldly possessions, and that's your main goal in life, your heart can't be aligned with God's, and you can't live out God's will for your life. If you turn over a few pages to Luke 16... Luke 16, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. And mammon here is a translation to either riches or treasures. And if you love worldly possessions too much, you cannot love God as well. But if you love God, your heart won't be to finding those earthly desires. So you know, you now know why it's wrong for you to, or why you shouldn't be trying to gain the world. So what is, what is important to you? What do you want to gain? If you look in Mark 8, 36 again, it says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So what is more important to you, gaining the world or your soul? And if you live comfortably in the world and you enjoy it while you're here, Enjoy it because you will not enjoy your eternity. Like the man from the parable in, uh, in Luke, um, at some point your soul will be required of you. You will die. And you will, when you do die, you will regret living that life yourself. But if you love the Lord, he will take care of you. Like he says in other verses, he's going to clothe you and feed you. And you will have the greatest eternity in heaven after you die. 
If you read in uh, Mark 8 again, verse 34, and when he called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. And if you live your life for your, yourself, your own desires, everything you want, you will lose your life and you will go to hell for eternity. It's just the truth. But if you lose your life, give up what you want, your desires, to live the, the life God wants for you, then you will inherit eternal life and be saved from hell. I was, I like this guy named uh, Cliff Natural. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I watch all his, he goes to like universities and sets up stands and starts preaching and people like ask questions. And um, I always wondered like, how do you, how do you explain to someone why would God send good people to hell? And I preached on it before, but he said it in a way that was really good for me, especially. And um, he said, because God loves you and he gives you free will, he loves you, sorry. Because God loves you, he gave you free will. So if you choose in this life that you love God and you live for God, when you die, he will let you live with him for eternity. But if you choose in this life that you you don't want anything to do with God, because he respects your free will when you die, he won't force you to live with him for eternity. And it's just about if you lose your life, if you lose your life, you um, give up what you want for God, then you will inherit that eternal life. And yeah, the rapture is happening soon. So just why, why waste time on the world here? Why waste time on gaining everything here? Because it won't do you any good after you die. So now that you know what is important to you, you have to tell others now. So if you look at Mark, same verse again, 30, oh no, sorry, Mark 8, 38. It says, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this, a sinful, sorry, in, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. None of us want God to be ashamed of us. Like, that's, that's shocking. Uh, that's like the worst thing I can think of, God to be ashamed of me, to look down at me and be ashamed. So we should never be ashamed of God and who he's called us to be. Verse 36, For what shall it profit a man? And they're just doomed for hell. And they're so focused on gaining the world. Like, I see so many videos of people saying, how to make $10,000 a month just using a phone. And they're just so focused on gaining the world and doing things like that, that they've lost their own soul. And sometimes we tend to look at people who like drive past in a Ferrari and they go, man, I wish I had that. I wish that was me. But if they truly knew inside what we had and truly understood heaven and hell and that where they were heading with their life, they would trade lives with you if they truly understood. So I call, I call her Baba, my grandma, um, my grandparents, missionaries to Argentina. And my grandma told me, she told me a story once that when she was over there, some ladies in the church came and talked to her and said, we don't understand. Why in Australia, you would have had like a nice home, a good family, a really nice life. Why did you give that up and come to this place to teach us? And she said, because our, there's, we have family over there who we know they're saved, but we know you guys aren't. And that's how we came. 
And why do we just expect the missionaries and the preachers and the evangelists to do the work for us? And we think it's good enough that we come to church. Turn to 2 Timothy. This is the last passage for tonight. 2 Timothy. Chapter 4. I read verse, verses two to three. It says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. I'll read verse four as well. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And this is what it says in verse three, for the time will come, that's right now. We're in this time right now when they will not endure sound doctrine. I've seen so many false preachers and things they've put up. It's just, I, like, when I read it, I just couldn't believe some of the things they were saying. Like I talked to my mum this morning and there was this video of this person saying that like church isn't important. The Bible never teaches you need to go to church. And like in Hebrews, that verse about forsaking the assembly wasn't talking about church. And I've just seen so many like wrong doctrines and it's just everywhere. But... People want to hear the gospel, like it says. They have itching ears. They want to know the truth. And they're just looking for it. But who's going to be the one to go tell them of God? Who's going to give up their time to go out and teach them? When you die, do you really want to stand before God and have nothing to give him back for what he's done for you? Like not one soul you've reached. How shameful would it be to see the Apostle Paul walking up and casting crowns and Timothy, and other people you know, but you have nothing to cast at Jesus' feet. Jesus gave his life for us, but how selfish would it be of us to just take that and not do anything back for it? So I'll just read the last verse again. Mark eight thirty six. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and, shall, and lose his own soul? Gaining the world has no value in God's eyes, and this should not be our life focus. If we give up our fleshly desires and our own worldly life, God will take care of us and we will have eternal life. And God is returning very soon. So we need to reach as many people as we can. We don't know if it's tomorrow. So why not tell that one workmate you have, that one friend you have, because you don't know if it's the last time you'll ever see them. All right, thank you.